The Trailblazers have pulled the plug on the season. Welcome to the Blazer Focus Podcast, where we have on our tank year, a la the 1981 comedy classic, Stripes. I'm Bill Murray. I'm claiming Bill Murray, Craig. Anyway, we are riding out the rest of the season all the way to the lottery. I am Aaron Fentress. I cover the Blazers for the Oregonian and Oregon Live. And I'm joined by Craig Burnback, who has been telling me for three months that this is where the season was headed. Yep. I held on for dear life. I made excuse after excuse. I did all sorts of market corrections. But here we are, right where Craig said we could, we were going to be. It's a disaster. They are tanking. They just got smashed by the Pelicans last night. It's just bloodshed left and right. But the youngins are getting experience. Anyway, Craig, how are you doing? I'm all right. I appreciate that. I, I mean, you let me. I don't even have to say anything. You, know, you gave it to preemptive. Me. It was you like, gave me the victory lap. There's like rabbit and eight I mile. didn't want to be right. There's like rabbit and eight mile. What can you say now? <laughs> Go ahead and tell these people something right. I didn't get wrong. Boom. So you can't say there anything. You go. <laughs> I I mean I wish I wasn't right. I kept saying I hope that I'm wrong. I'm hoping this team's better than I think it is. I'm hoping that you know they'll be able to make a move or two that would um, elevate them. And I also told you when they made the trades they were a worse team, and you were convinced they were a better team, and they were not. <laughs> so um, now we. The, here's the part that I don't. I, I and it's just like a pet peeve. Uh, I love that fans are and and others that cover the team are they're passionate, but the evaluation of these games now, like of saying, "Oh, Shady Sharp at twenty nine, like he shouldn't he be the starter next oh, year, and he's yeah. going to be an all star." And then the next, you know, the next game, he's he goes, you know, he doesn't, he gets twelve. It's like, oh, I guess he's not going to be that guy. It's like <laughs> none of this. Yes, they get playing time, but none of this matters in my world. Like I, I don't okay. see it as mattering. Okay, we'll, we'll, we will talk about that. First of all, let me clarify something about the be worse or better. Still, at the end of the day, injuries did matter. They did not have their best four players playing together more than four or five times. Most of the time, two of the four were out. So, yeah, when, when Nurkic and Ant are out, they're not going to be very good, and they weren't. But when all four were together, they were pretty good. That's just a fact. But regardless, I'm not going to beat that uh, – I'm not going to say beat that horse to death because Peter will call, but I'm not going to beat that point to death. All right, let's get to point A, and we're going to get to the Shade and Sharp thing in a minute because I yep. sort of agree yep. and don't – sort of agree and uh, disagree. All right, <clears throat> the Blazers have shut things down. They won't publicly admit it. I've asked twice now, Bill. So does this mean Damien's done? And he's like, he's day to day. And I'm like, well, what's going on here? Well, everyone's kind of, you know, being cautious. And we're kind of going to, there's no way Dame's going to play again. It makes zero sense for him to play. All right. So he's done. Ant's probably done. Nurkic is done. Grant's done. Those guys are just chilling. They are gone from the locker room before we ever even get there. Although I've seen Grant around a couple of times. They didn't reach the plan. They got the three games down. There was like 11 to go. And they kind of pulled the plug, which made sense because they were going to have to pretty much go nine and two at that point, which we all know was, wasn't going to happen since I think they had lost like 11 of 12 or something. Anyway. so And also, and also making the play in and accidentally making the playoffs was not going to make them better next year. Right. Right. But I mean, they were definitely they lose trying. a lottery like, pick. No one can say they weren't trying. They were trying until it was pretty much done because Dane was out there playing. So to me, they were still right. trying. They beat Utah anyway. So just in general, how do you feel about the decision to just pull the plug when they did? Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I've said it weeks ago. It doesn't make any sense. It does not help the team to make the playoffs and possibly lose a lottery pick. 
I mean, that's it. That's what ha- would have happened. They weren't going to upset Denver. And if they didn't make the lot, if they didn't, if they made the playoffs, they lose a lottery pick. So why would you want to do that? This team is not, you know, one little piece away. Right. They're, they're big pieces away. And there's a huge piece at the number at number one. And there's a pretty darn good piece at number two. Um, I, I've been saying it forever. It made no sense to try to make the playoffs. All making the playoffs would have done was sell some tickets uh, and made you um, probably less likely to win a championship in the Damian Lillard window. Okay. Well, I, I think you play it to what you are until you can until, until you fall out of it. I think they tried to make the playoffs. Had they been good enough sure. to make the playoffs, then it's worth it to make the playoffs. And in, you don't want every team saying, well, we're not going to the championship. We might as well tank. That would destroy the league. So I think teams, if they can make the playoffs, yeah. you try to make the playoffs until a certain point. So, yes, at the end of the day, though, having – I wrote an article last week about this. At the end of the day, having a high lottery pick is the best thing that could happen for a lot of different reasons because that pick becomes a nice little trade chip, which – I've been told that the goal definitely 100% is to try and flip that pick into a star, which they tried to do last year. It didn't work out uh, with Shaden, but maybe they can this year. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I know for fans, you want to see your team win, but I think this team tried. It had too many injuries. It couldn't, they couldn't overcome. So at the end of the day, yes, they were not good. Go, okay. When they were healthy, they were good. Period. I'm not. I disagree, that. but that's fine. Well, I, mean, I, can't, I mean, I mean, I mean, the rec- when those four played, they were over 500. That's that's what I'm gonna say. Uh, the 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 bench was not there enough to support the one or two of those guys being out. So yeah, depth was an issue. Anyway, all right. So we both agree, tanking's good. Well, tanking's the best the best course of action right okay. now. Yeah. So it's not good. So let's move. It's bad. So let's best, so let's move on to then the value of this lottery pick. Use it. Trade it. What say you? Well, it depends on where you land. You know, I think if if you if you're one or two, you definitely don't trade it, in my opinion. If you got these two players in Wemby and and Scooter that people think are franchise changing players, um, unless someone hands you Joel Embiid, sure, of course, I'll trade it for Joel Embiid. I'll trade it for Kevin Durant. Um, but I would not Durant. That's he's. All right. Okay. I'm, 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 I was I'm just over Durant. No, no. I, I see what you're saying, but Durant's going to be 35. Like, then, nah. yeah, yeah, fine. Then don't do it. But yeah. the, the window with with Dame is so short, right at this point, that I, I, I and that's not going to happen. So he's not getting traded from the Suns for one or two, and they wouldn't do it. So if you don't, I mean, I think, I think they do. If you them. land anywhere between five and, um, I mean, it's kind of a crazy question. Of course, you trade it depending on who you get, right? If Joel Embiid, I make the trade. Giannis, I make the trade. Luca, I make the trade. Tatum, right? so, I make the trade. Right, you Bam, know, like you make it for this. Bam. Do you make it for Bam? Siakam? No, no, not no. Bam. Not not top four. Not top four, probably. Um, I don't. Um, Who's at three and four right but, now? That's that good. Is there anyone? There's no one at three and four. I don't know. Right? I'd have to. You know, I'm yeah, not. We I haven't do done it. that, but I just think okay, I don't so, think Bam so, would go fourth fourth in the draft. Oh, and uh, I don't know. Bam, he's an all star. I don't know. Depending on what, he wouldn't go one or two. We know that from what everyone's okay. saying. So, all right. I don't, I don't know enough about the draft other than the, to talk draft right now, other than to say I would – it depends who you're giving me, but of course I would look to move the pick if I don't land one or two to try to get an all-star to pair with Damian Lillard, who will be 33 in July. I mean, okay, it doesn't make any sense not, to not try um, to keep Damian and 
give him a chance for championships. And the only way you do that is by getting another all-star here. Right. So yeah, we, we pretty much agree other than maybe some nuances. So the Wemby thing, obviously he's being billed as a generational unicorn. I, I don't know how you can have more than one generational talent, but there seems to always be like 10 or 15 generational things in our world today, which of course doesn't make any logical sense, but yeah, he's projected to be this amazing player, blah, blah, blah. That's all nice and well and good. However, if your number one goal is to win a championship with Damien, you have, as far as I'm concerned, three more years after this at the max where you can say that Damien can impact winning a championship. I don't know what Damien's going to be at going into a season at 35 for a point guard. Uh, We'll see if he's your best player at 35. I just don't necessarily believe at 35 he's going to be good enough to still do what you would need him to do. I don't know how many players have ever been that still that good at 35. I mean, even Jordan retired at 35 the first time when he really retired. Um, he was showing a little signs of declining a little bit. Uh, Kobe at 35, too. I mean, he had the Achilles, but still. I mean, that, that you, you started getting up there at 35. So, to me, three years at the max, probably a two-year window. If you're if that's your goal, anything is open. If you had the, if I had the number one pick, yes, I believe this guy is going to be great, but is he going to be championship great in, inside the next three or four years? We don't know that. People get so caught up in these these. Like, there's so much hype around drafts, and people act like, oh my god, this guy is going to be blah. LeBron is one of the greatest players we've ever seen. He got his team to the finals after a few years in the sorry, but you know, East. But he wasn't really truly necessarily contending. He would have never made the finals in the West. And my point is, if you, yeah, if Wemby is going to be LeBron talent wise, then yeah, you don't trade that period. But we don't know that's going to be the case. So if I'm getting Embiid done, right? If, I'm, if I can get Tatum, but it's not going to happen done. I would trade Wemby for any of those guys. Cause now I'm a true contender for the next two or three years. And that's the goal. I would not go as far as like Bam or Siakam probably for Wemby, but anyone else to, to, to on, I give up that pick all day. We don't know what these guys are going to be. I mean, Josh Green's really, or Jalen Green's really good. Um, you know, Cade Cunningham had a nice rookie year. There's so many good young players that come in and they're good, but are they ne- necessarily franchise changing? Are they going to uh, win, make you automatic contenders? That's all. We don't know. Like That's, that's going to play out in the next four or five years. I'm not waiting that long. So, yes, I would trade this pick in a heartbeat if I can get any type of legitimate all-star, especially a big in here and with the Jalen Brown situation with him griping in Boston, if that guy becomes available. I'm all over it. And I would definitely trade the pick, not one, but I would trade any other pick. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know enough about scooter to know, you know, is he Michael Jordan esque, you know, or something like that. But one, one, I mean, I'm fine with that. Obviously for Joel Embiid, I trade, you know, everything, and I, I think hard about the one because he's not super old, um, and it, I just don't want to. What I'm saying is, you don't, you don't roll, you risk a lot to make sure you try to give Damian Lillard a chance, but you don't risk not picking Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, what I mean, you don't risk, you know, not not getting a guy like LeBron, somebody that'll change you forever um, for 10 years. I mean, yeah, it depends. I, I don't <laughs> risk it, this guy that they're saying is 7'4", and I've seen what he's done. You know, for Joel Embiid, I'd seriously, I'd have to really, really, you know, I, that that's, you got me on some of that. Like, you're like, okay. But um, you're right. The window is so small with Damien. I, I don't, 
We haven't figured it out. They haven't figured it out in over a decade on how to get him to the finals. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, and now this was his best year when he played. I, I will say, I thought we talked about him. Like, if he's healthy, he'll still be great. And I was so excited to see what an explosive Damian Lillard would look like. And I got to tell you, it was, it was impressive. Yeah. I mean, his speed, his speed was impressive. Yeah. He got to the, to the rim like he, like he'd never really done before, matched with his shooting, which was still elite and you know beyond elite. So if he could do that again next year with an elite talent, they have a chance. But even with two guys, it's not that easy. So yeah. I, it would. I don't think I, there's anything that would let make me trade number one other than you know a miracle decision by Philly or somebody like that, or obviously Milwaukee. I'd trade it for Giannis. You know, yeah. I'd trade it for Tatum. That's not gonna happen. But I'd trade it for Tatum. Yeah, I mean, I, I see that. I would have to think about that a little bit just because of the size. Like, kid, like a lot of tall, these tall, lanky guys end up having oh, body problems. Look, it could be awful. Look, you, come on, we're doing a Blazers podcast. Do we really <laughs> even have to say anything about the fact that um, drafting big men is risky? I mean, come on. That's like, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna recognize that as as having to be brought up. Of course, it's a huge risk. If I'm his age, if I'm his representation, I'm saying the Blazers cannot draft him. Right, exactly. I'm like, yeah. You're holding out. Holding you stay out. in France. Don't they get the number one pick. You stay in France, nope. baby. <laughs> Not going to Portland, bro. That is true. <laughs> Not going to Portland. Um, okay, so all right. Let's say they had, let's say they got number one, and they say, "Yeah, we're keeping this guy. He's going to be amazing." Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if he is. An impact player, not not, not he's not going to be all star caliber, caliber probably. But if he's coming off the bench even and just being a, a force or doing whatever he's doing, then you still have other assets to go out yep. and get something else, right? So, you know, with that next pick is and, going to be huge. And Aaron, let's not forget the one element that you always throw in is that NBA players control their own destiny quite a bit. And as soon as you get a seven foot four, you know, point guard dribbling, <laughs> three point shooting, you know, guy, suddenly there are going to be a lot of guys that want to play with him and Damian Lillard, right? Right. So it makes that situation a lot different. Yeah. Um, and I so mean, we're just dreaming here with less than ten percent chance, but why? Why not? Well, it'll be exactly ten percent if they finish fifth or tied with Orlando right now. So they're they're sinking fast. Orlando's been playing well. God bless them. Anyway, uh, but then you you have Ant, you have Sharp, you have the Knicks pick, and you know. Obviously, you're going to keep this year's pick, which means now the 24 pick becomes lottery protected with the Bulls. You can always, they can always negotiate with the Bulls and say, hey, we want to take away the lottery, protect, lottery protection on this, which I would imagine the Bulls would agree to because then they would have that sure. pick because they can then use it and they can wheel and deal with that pick as well. So then you can trade 23, 25, 27. So you have those three picks plus that next pick and Sharp and Ant. So if you kept your pick, you'd still have multiple picks to trade moving forward and Ant and Sharp. So you, if you got Wemby, then you can go out and maybe get OG. If Jalen Brown's available, maybe you can get Jalen Brown. Maybe Miami, if they flame, they decide to blow it up. Maybe you can get a Tyler Hero or a uh, – Tyler Hero wouldn't be a big splash, but he would definitely be someone you could play at the two instead of Ant and, move, and then move Ant for something else. There's all sorts of different things you could do. Maybe they can get Bam, sure. Siakam, et cetera, et cetera. And then now you're looking pretty sweet. If you go out there with you know, Dame – OG, Matisse, Grant, Nurk, Wimby coming off the bench. That looks pretty good. Um, but, ah, but let, huh? What? Wimby's not coming off the bench. Oh, he's not starting. <laughs> he's not starting. Oh, God. Oh, no way. Okay, we'll he's, see. He's going to be, right. dude, 
he's going to be a liability in some ways. He's way too skinny, dude. He's way too small. He doesn't we'll know see. the game. He's going to be a, a, mis- a mistake-prone little kid. That big that big dudes are just going to go really and go right at him. Even even the wing guys are going to go dunk on him because they outweigh him by thirty pounds. He's not blocking their shot. He's going to power guys are going to power right through that kid. I, there's no way I'd start him if I'm trying to win. Anyway, that's another, that's a debate for another time if they ever get him. But Let's say realistically, it's just end up at five and six. They still have a lot of ammunition, uh, and and this is it. Like this is the summer. If they if yep. they can't if yep. they can't take a top ten pick in this draft, Sharp Ant, Knicks pick 25, 27, Assuming they get rid of twenty four to the Bulls, if they can't go out with those six assets and and pull off a deal if someone's available, it ain't never gonna happen. And it becomes time to ask Dame. Okay, Dame, are you content with the fact that we're never gonna contend? Or do you want us to send you to a contender? You agree? Yeah, I mean, I think this summer is huge. At, at some point in time, and and if you're Dame, you're like, if it doesn't happen, even if they try, then you might even say, "Look, man, I appreciate you trying, but you know where I'm at. I love this place, but I waited. Talk to my family. I need to make a run. I'm 33. I got two years. I gotta go. And appreciate you. <laughs> and I know that you tried, Joe, but I'm looking at this team. I mean, I could just tell, you know, the press conference after that last, his last press conference after the loss. Well, yeah, he was I'm, just not, like, I'm not here for this. Yeah, it's nice watching like, the growth, but I'm not. I'm not about that. I'm trying to. I'm, right, not, trying to, I'm not trying to babysit. I don't summer. Care. That's I don't what the summer Matisse is. And, right? I cares about Matisse, but I don't care about their development. Doesn't no, mean a damn right? thing to him. He, care, he cares all about <clears throat> people caring about people getting better. Like he does. He's a good human being and he's a great teammate, but no, he doesn't want to be sitting here. Not, not just, I mean, look, they're bad. They're, they're the third worst record in, in the West. And the other two teams tried to lose from the jump. You know, like they, they just ended up being awful, not, not competitive for anything of importance, which for him, cause he's not, he's smarter than we are about basketball. He knows if you're not going to be in the top, if you're not in the top six, you got no chance. If you're not in the top four, you probably got no chance. Heck, if you're not in the top two, your, your odds of, of making it to uh, a finals are, are, are very difficult. And he looks and says, looks around and goes, yeah, none of this isn't, this didn't happen. Ant didn't jump to all-star grant was really, really good, but he didn't jump. And I'm looking around and I don't see anything. And Nurkic wasn't better. He was Nurkic or worse. You know, he can't. I'm just saying, like, he wasn't, it didn't look like a piece. He doesn't look around and say, I got the pieces here. And now if we just get this well, one he, guy. But he, to, well, or, but he knew that coming in, they didn't have the pieces right now. That they, they, they were have to make another major trade. Right. But he thought that they would be better at, at the, you know, before the All-Star break. And maybe they could make a move. He did not expect to be the third worst team in the West. But I okay. But I think he would agree with Correct? me. No, I know, but I think he would agree with me that had they been able to be healthy, they wouldn't be in this position. But but it is what it is. Okay. You know, I mean, other teams have been really unhealthy, and they're going to get in the playoffs. And then you have the Mavs. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm just saying, like, I get it. I felt him. Like, you're like, gosh, he he doesn't want to be asked. How many years am I going to talk about getting young players better? Right? Like, no, I'm an I'm an All NBA player, and other All NBA players. There are very few all NBA players that end up where his teams end up the last two years. Right. And that's, that's crushing. Yeah. Right. It's got a way on him. I do not disagree. So 
So we, we let's go back to this. How, how hopeful are you that they could actually make a major move this year? You know, you you bring me hope. You bring me you hope. You bring me hope. It's not a song. <laughs> you fill I don't know. It me should be. up. Go ahead. That's a song somewhere. Because I I've I've been here <laughs> almost fifteen years, and again. I came here super optimistic about the Blazers. I came in 2007, man. They had they just got the the number one overall pick. They were sitting on Lamarcus. They had Brandon Roy. Like I'm like I'm gonna I'm like when's the parade? Year two of my life here. Year three, and I've just seen it being so disappointing that the Blazers haven't been able to make the right move at the right time to get a team to a title. Yeah, and I, I look at anybody though. I'm not blaming anyone. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it just I, – I never believed in the small market stuff. I've always oh, said, fast. hey – no, but I just meant yeah. it wasn't the, the, the only thing because, again, I'm a New Yorker. I'm a New York fan. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm like, it hasn't helped. <laughs> we haven't won since, you know, 73. If, if you, like, if, if come the, on. If the, if the Knicks had Damian Lillard, they would have attracted dudes. Sure, probably. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I grew up with the Knicks and the Nets. There haven't been a time. I have never seen a parade for an NBA basketball team in the New York City metropolitan area. And we were close. Don't get me wrong. We were close. My heart still breaks. John Starks make a shot. Charles Smith make a layup. But I'm just saying, like, I'm more optimistic that it could that it could happen because when I look out, I don't see it happening. Like, I don't see a team that would make that. Like, I don't believe the Joel Embiid. But I, I agree what you say. You never know when an NBA player is going to announce that he wants to move on. No one saw the Kevin Durant thing really coming like that to the Suns, right? You you saw it when he in the offseason saying he wanted to trade, but then you figured, okay, he's going to be all right. Who knows? Luka Doncic gets upset enough in Dallas. He asks out. Maybe he doesn't he doesn't know about all the cities, right? Maybe he loves he loves Portland. Like he wants to come. So I, I have some optimism, but it doesn't go above 50%. Yeah. Um, doesn't go above fifty percent. I would I would sit there at at forty percent chance that they can make a big trade and land an all star. Okay, so my whole thing with this franchise for a long time has been that they're going to have to draft their way into contention. That they're just yep. not going to be able to pull off a big time free agent signing, and they're not going to get some star to come here to to tip the scales in their favor. <clears throat> and I'm going to stick with that until I see it happen. When it happens, I'll admit. I was wrong. If it's ever going to happen, I think this would be a good offseason because they are going to be loaded with enough assets to overpay someone who may be looking to move someone. But I kind of feel like ultimately they're going to end up making a good but not difference-making move. Like they might get OG. You know, they might get – I mentioned Tyler Hero before. They might get someone in that range of that ilk good – makes you better, but doesn't necessarily make you a contender. I don't believe they're going to get Siakam or Bam or Jalen Brown or Embiid. Those are the four guys who have the best chance to be available. I just, I just don't believe it. And, you know, if it happens, I'll say, I'll come right here on this podcast and be like, Aaron Fentress was wrong. It took 20 years to prove him wrong, but he was wrong. It happened. So, <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just going to stick with that because I just don't believe it. I, I think they're going to be able to make a marginally d- good move, uh, yeah. like the Grant move, maybe something comparable to that, which I think if you can, if you got Grant, another Grant, I think you're a lot better. And, and you know, if you start Dame Matisse, gives you some defense, you got Grant, Grant, Nurkic, I think you're going to make the playoffs if you're healthy. Uh, but I just don't see 
some big major thing. I will say this, though. They tried to trade the seventh pick last year. They couldn't pull it off. But now that seventh pick is shading. So now you have proof of what he can be. So that's going to make mm-hmm. that pick slash player much more valuable going into this offseason. So I do think there's hope, but I just I just don't believe it. Yeah, I mean, we, we're on the right side of that. We haven't seen it. And I just – I would be a lot more pessimistic without – working with you and you kind of saying players become available. Um, they do. I just, this is where you can get them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> nope. You just yeah. got to be able to. And I, I do think Shaden Sharp is a, has, you know, the potential on him is sky high. You know, I think he, if this is who, if he would have played in college, seeing that what we saw, what we've seen so far, I think he would have been a top five pick. You know, oh, I think there's no, absolutely. You know, no doubt. Yeah. So, that changes things. I don't know where Ant's value is. I think it's lower this year than it was last year, believe it or not. Just because Someone else said that to me too, and I just don't understand that. He didn't just play poorly. I think he didn't, but his ceiling is to me set. Uh, I think his it's ceiling set. as a two-guard playing next to a ball-dominant point guard is set. I don't think his ceiling as if he's running the team is set. Yeah, I, I don't know if anyone sees him as an all-star point guard. And I think that last year, if you would have traded him, there was someone who might have seen that based on, you know, him just jumping in and and being just such a – his scoring ability, his athleticism. Yeah, we, and, we're going to disagree um, on this. But, you know, we'll, we'll find out. I, I mean, because if you think that, now you're looking at two guys potentially at their age that you could put together with a first pound. I mean, you're basically – Saying you could trade three starters, two potential all stars in those, or maybe three potential all stars if it's a lottery pick for one all star. So that seems like a pretty good deal based on on you know your belief system. I just I, I don't. It's it's extremely difficult to ask two guys who are the exact same player to play together. It's just yeah. it's just tough. And so when you're in, and Ann's talked about this at the beginning of the year, it's like, am I playing two guard? Am I playing combo guard? Am I playing point guard? Like that's very distracting mm-hmm. to him. And so, you know, I'm looking at his numbers, 21 and four. He shot 45% and 38 on threes. He's a career 39% three-point shooter. You, No one can tell me that if you give Ant for, if, if, if Dame's not there and Ant's starting and he's the guy, Ant's going to be 25 and seven. He's going to get three more assists just because he's running the point. And then he's going to score more because he can take have the more free, more freedom to take more shots because he's got the ball in his hands. So that that kid's gonna be twenty five and seven in that situation. So if I'm someone like Orlando, like I would even consider doing this. Like if you know this is kind of a small move you can make. Maybe it's picks sharp and something for a really for Jalen Brown, and then you trade Ant to Orlando for Wendell Carter. Like Ant with with Boncaro <laughs> and the Wagners, mm-hmm. and he's running the show is gonna be phenomenal. I think. And then someone like Wendell Carter, who's not an all-star caliber player, but if he's your starting four, you put Grant the three or what have you, that's you're better because Wendell Carter can yes. shoot the mid-ranger. He can shoot the three. He passes yeah. well. He's obviously going to give you some defense. Like he's going to give you something you need, which is size, effective size. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you already I mean, got you already got better because you got Jalen Brown. <laughs> like that's right, it. Right, right. So, so you already got better. Yeah. So I mean, again, it's a fantasy, but. If you're going Dame, Jalen Brown, Grant, Wendell Carter, and Nurkic, that's a contender, I think, automatically. So it, it could be something like that. But Ant, if you Darn. give Ant a team to run, Ant's putting up numbers. He's, I'm telling you right now, he's putting up 25 and 7 because 
he he's not because his shooting ability and, and his quickness and his athleticism makes him unguardable. And he will he will continue to develop as a player. Cronin should bring you with him. Like he should just be like, hold on, are you potentially talking about silence? Give me a second. Yeah, yeah let me Fetches put Aaron on the line. Let me tell you, yeah. <coughs> Orlando. Let me tell you right now. Here's what's gonna right happen now. with my man. I've already figured it out. Plus, like, he's from the or- he's from Orlando. He get the hometown yeah. hero. He's the next penny. God. His name's Anthony. What do you want? Right. Exactly. It's it's already done. It's destiny. Come on, kismet. We got to go. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm down with that. And to me, um, you just made a huge move. I mean, Jalen Brown, to me, is uh, is a big move. It's not To me, that's not a small move. So if you can get Jalen Brown, um, I think similar things about if Tatum's not on that team, we know Jalen Brown scores, you know, 28 a night. I mean, he's got that kind of ability. Right. Um, and he plays D. And he's a two-way play. Yeah. He's a two-way player. You know, I I, I think Jalen Brown with Damian, I mean, that's pretty – that's a huge upgrade, you know, from, uh, in my opinion, over Ant even with the potential just based on how they might mix. But, right. um, you, put but some I, in- you know, I'm not sold on it. I wish I, wish I could, and I, I worry I worry about how weird it's going to get yeah. if they don't do it. Like I, I yeah. like all these things we've been saying forever. The the rumors about Damien wanting to leave Portland, Damien not being happy, they were not true, <laughs> but they might be true. Like they could. There's a real scenario in three months where we're like, yeah, that's that's what I think he might be telling people that you know. But the thing with Damien is he'll probably just say it. Like it won't. I don't know if it'll leak. Mm, he'll just be. I don't think. I think he. I think behind closed doors, we'll just come to an agreement. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just, just it's time. We we want you to contend. Time. You want to contend. We can get a haul for you. Go somewhere else. Contend for a championship, and then maybe come back. You love this comeback. I do thing. love, I love the how you think they come I back. Do, you love I, that. I I'm think, like, it's not that easy. I, I, I think it's extremely possible, especially with this relationship. Um, okay, let's get let's get something real quick. You put in the rundown here. Is anyone on the yeah. roster guaranteed to be with this team next summer? Hell no. There's <laughs> not one. There's not I was, one I was, player. <laughs> On this roster, guaranteed to be here next year. Not one, no way. That's why. That's why I put it in because I was, you know, I was, you know, I was torturing myself for some reason <laughs> watching the little watching the Blazers game last night. I'm like, you know, I I don't think there's one guy on this team that I would say I would, you know, guarantee my life that he would be back next year. Uh, and that's a very rare thing. People say, well, anyone could be traded at any time. It's like, yeah, but not most teams don't have. Anyone could be traded. Like, there's nobody that I, I mean, the most likely guy to come back is Dane, right? Like, that's, but there's a real scenario where he might not come back. And they would trade anyone else for, you know, for the right thing at this point. And some of them are free, you know, so many of the guys that are, have played this year are free agents, you know, Grant's a free agent, Drew Eubanks, a, a free agent. You know, we've been begging, we thought Winslow might come back and change the team. He's a free agent. Like it, and the guys they got cam reddish, which by the way, come on now, you're going to come to my side soon enough. Thibel. Yeah. You're Petrus is making the face like, Oh, I might've been wrong on that one. Uh, Thibel, Fed, you know, uh, restricted. They're reddish, restricted. Those guys yeah. restricted. Like there's, there's ways for them to, the blazers to do nothing and not have those guys come back. And I just thought to myself, I don't think there's a guy I could put, you know, put the stake in the ground and be like, he's coming back. I mean, Watford probably because his contract, 
little probably, but they all can be. They all can be salary throwing man. guys, yeah, right? They're like guys. they're nothings. Right. So bizarre. All right, we agree on that. That's yeah. that simple. And I just think it's very, very strange. I don't think I've ever uh, been around a professional team where I could say, "Nope, I don't think I don't have anybody that could. I don't yeah. have anyone that I I think will definitely be back." And I'm not sure about the coach either. Like, I think he's going to be back, and we can talk a little bit about okay, that. Let's, I know. let's end with you that. Check, you checked into that, right? You, yeah. You talked to I, well, uh, Chauncey, right? Yeah, I asked him how he felt. He's like, yeah, he doesn't, he, there's no, there's nothing that's ever been said or intimated by anyone that it's even a remote possibility he could not be back. The only people talking about it are fans who want to cry about something, so you got to blame the coach, right? So you have these people on Twitter who – 98% of them didn't play varsity basketball, but somehow they're basketball experts who are watching these games and know that this is all on Chauncey, which to me is just lunacy. Uh, and I've asked people, I always say, I say to people, well, give me your assessment of him and what's the problem? And they never give me anything concrete. Like it's not, it's just, oh, they're losing. So we got to blame someone who must be the coach. So then, so then here's what's happening. Everyone blaming Chauncey is, is, basically ignoring everything you said about this team, which is bad. You think it's bad and they've had injuries. So how are you going to blame the coach? It doesn't make any sense. So I just don't, I just don't, I think it would make Cronin look ridiculous because Cronin has been on the job for a little over a year. He hasn't done what he said, his, his plan yet. I don't blame him because he had a, he had a year and a half long plan. So for him who wanted Jody Allen to roll a dice on him to throw Chauncey under the bus and then go hire another coach. Well, you might as well get rid of Dame unless Dame's secretly on board with that. Cause now you're going to have, Another coach after two years, after you got rid of Stotts, who went to the playoffs eight straight years. So it just looks dysfunctional. Like, it's, it's like, okay, what are you guys doing? You're blaming Chauncey for this mess. And it's just like, okay. And then you're going to go out and maybe pull off a big trade and then say, oh, now we're going to move on to someone else. It just it just seems weird to me. And I just don't think, you know, I've talked about this before. He hasn't done anything to distinguish himself, but he hasn't done anything where you say this is his fault. I don't think the team is underachieved because of the coach. I think the team is underachieved because it took just too many injuries and didn't have the depth to fill in. And Chauncey has talked about just, I mean, so someone in the line, starting lineup gets hurt. Who am I turning to? Nasir, this is Nasir's first year ever playing meaningful minutes on a team that's trying to win. Uh, Ant's first year ever, and he's one of the main guys, but first year ever playing uh, as a starter on a team that's trying to win. Um, Watford is a kid. Jabari is a kid. Sharp's a kid. So who are you turning to on the bench to give you solid depth? Winslow gets hurt. Hart was a money. He was a starter, but then Hart, yep. they ended up moving him. They didn't think they'd bring him back. But when they had Hart, and their whole starting five hole, they were above 500. So I just can't see how you blame Chauncey. Yeah, I, I, I've told you I wouldn't, I wouldn't even think about letting him go this year. And he has one, but he has one more year. I mean, next year, no NBA coaches don't go three years without making the finishing, playoffs, right. or or not even like right, depending on where they go. I mean, his first two years they finish at the bottom, right? Like they're not. And I'm not blaming him. I give him a C or an incomplete. Because all those things you said, no, I don't think they, I don't think it's his fault they're this bad. Um, but I also say, I don't think they've, you know, overachieved in the sense that he's gotten wins where other coaches wouldn't have, right? Like if Terry Stotts coached this team, they might have five more wins because Stotts did prove over time to always, you know, find to elevate players that, were uh, when they didn't play for him weren't as good. Um, so it, he hasn't established himself yet, yeah. but he's also never coached in the NBA as a head coach. He only coached in the NBA for one year. If you hire Chauncey Billups um, based on his resume, 
there's no way you fire him because then you just you your process was silly. Your process to hire a coach without NBA experience and expect him to take a you know a a, a team that doesn't have parts uh, NBA contender is ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I understand some of the frustration, some of the things they've done at the end of quarters or you know last seconds, you know, or not ch- changing at halftime. You're like, yeah, it doesn't look great, but. At the same time, I'm not one to I, I I'm not one to know exactly what went wrong. Right. Sometimes the coach does all the right things and the players do the wrong things. Yeah, there you go. And you don't know because he doesn't throw one thing Chauncey doesn't do, um, he's honest when they, they have no effort, but he doesn't really throw guys under the bus. So he's not gonna be the guy that says, Oh, he you know, I called the right play, they just ran it wrong. So right. yeah, he's got another year. I think that or at least the first front half of the next year, right? Well, I'm yeah. just saying, like yeah. if there if if there are problems, and you know they if they get Jalen Brown and Embiid and they're start off ten and twenty. Oh gosh! <laughs> oh gosh! Your probably, world. He yeah, probably fire himself. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know what? This ain't for me. All right, we good. I think yep, we covered we covered a lot. We covered a lot. Yeah, we did. All right. right so your assignment, my assignment, we gotta start looking at the draft. We gotta start having some names. We gotta start like debating right, beyond two. So yeah, beyond so, so at least at least look at like the first, the top eight. Not all the top eight in the next week. And just like look at the top eight mock. <clears throat> Go on YouTube, search their highlights, watch them, and then you know you're an expert. Boom. So I gotta it's do that easy, baby. It's that easy. It's not another rocket science. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, be, anyway. we'll do. We'll do. <clears throat> all right. Thanks for listening to the Blazer Focus podcast. Uh, I still have to sit through three more home games, including two massacres this week against the Kings. I am not going to travel the rest of the season, though. And uh, we'll be back to talk more about uh, what this team can do in the offseason. I, I don't think you can talk too much about that. I think that's what people want to hear about, right? That's what people care about now. What's going to happen in the offseason? We can talk that to death. Right, Craig? Well, we don't want to talk about the Pelicans game. <laughs> no, yeah. Not to talk about Dude, that. Dude, I was on eBay. They got down 20 in the first quarter. I was on eBay. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) thanks for listening. Click that subscribe button. Give us a positive uh, rating. We appreciate it, and we'll catch you next time.